Good morning on this Tuesday, June the 18th, 2019. Morning, it's early in the morning. Let's get tired of the well. Back in 2017, around April 29th, Lord impressed upon my spirit as I continue trying to catch up on little nuggets that the Lord has uh, shared unto me to study in his word. The topic of genuine discipleship came up. Disciple is someone that's a follower, a student, um, a pupil, rather be, of another person. Uh, the ones that we all the, the, the disciple we want to be is of Jesus Christ only not of any other man or woman here upon the earth no other human just Jesus Christ to be a disciple of Jesus Christ is to surrender our will to his will to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and his works uh and to know his money works. Now, obviously, none of us were with him for those 33 years. So we are basically believing by faith, which is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to live by faith, live by his spirit, who is him. Those who truly believe have him, the Father, and the Spirit inside of us, guiding us, leading us. Correcting us, reproving us, rebuking us at times. Is it just them doing it? Yeah, they're the ones doing it. But when we when we make a mistake, um, God will clearly and easily use another brother or another sister to come to us who has been in prayer, like we am, to bring us back to go there with his word saying why did you stray off the path you did this and God did not tell you to do that or said this and God did not tell you to say that just and we have an advocate now where when we screw up um, we can come to Jesus and confess we're turning from that sin we're turning from receiving receiving that temptation seeing it hearing it and going into it that's where it becomes sin when we get tempted to go a certain way that's clearly not God's way um, to be a disciple uh, that's when we fall into sin and that's where we quickly rapidly need to repent and God will do whatever is necessary to get our attention, get us back on track. Because his love is great. Um, but the big, true discipleship is to teach people in the ways and the works and the words of Jesus Christ. And only. Now, there are other forms of discipleship. There are discipleship uh, of the flesh. Teaching the works of the flesh. Those are disciples of man or disciples of woman, disciples of another human being. You're teaching their way. So um, there's even uh, the religious leaders had disciples also back then. And remember how God rebuked the religious leaders 
they even had a verse in Matthew 23 that says we are disciples of Moses. First of all, if they were followers of Moses, if they were students of Moses, they would have known Moses only spoke God's laws. Um, when we're truly discipling others in the names and works of God and Jesus Christ, we're going to be teaching about Jesus. We're going to be teaching uh, how God delivers those that are caught in bondage in afflictions, how um, by his work, Moses is not the one that delivered people out of Egypt, out of that bondage, out of that suffering. It was through his vessel that he did so. But it was by God's work, and Moses constantly said that. I says, look, God delivered you out. They were, you know, recognizing God's hand. They were recognizing Moses's, most of them. They acknowledged God at one moment, and then the next moment, they were saying, what God do, bring us out here to kill us? <laughs> you know, if he brings, when he brings us out of the world, we got to be careful. We're discipling people and to do the works of the flesh. We're, not, we're no longer acting and doing the works of Jesus Christ. If we just teach, teaching the generation behind us, not to know God, um, just to go ahead, go to school, get a college education, get a high-paying job, go ahead and buy that house from us so we can gain a profit and put money in us, you know, pay your taxes. I'm not saying those things, you know, are not good in itself. And then, then go and get married, find your spouse, Go and get married, have children, and repeat the cycle. Don't forget to bring them to church once or twice a week. Guess what? You're a disciple of a human being. You're not notice when all the good works of God, his deliverance, his redemption, his restoration, his transforming power. It's all about him, not about us. His care for us. His provision, His um, providing for our every need. Um, those, it's the works of God that we need to be discipling the next generation from. Not about oh, God gave me the gave us this big house. You sure about that? Satan easily, as he is a steward right now, but he actually doesn't own anything, as we no longer own anything. Satan will bless somebody with a big house or a lot of money to keep their eyes off of God so that they will follow him into hell. See, he's already going to hell. There's no repentance. He's turned from it. So we got to look back at discipleship. Are we discipling people how to be good church members? Are we discipling people just how to do the things of the world? You know, all through our different scriptures, um, the works of God and the works of the flesh, which are the works of other humans, men and the women. Uh, works of the flesh is all about 
getting stuff for self, getting uh, glorification for ourselves, getting uh, satisfaction for ourselves. It's the works of the flesh, basically. It's just about, well, I have to have this big house. In order to have that, I have to have this you know, six-figure job. It's just like, we don't need any of that things. As long as there's food, clothing on our backs and food on our tables, God's going to give us a place to go to sleep. During the day or during the night, I say night or day, depending on where the job is. You know, God's not going to give us a job just to have big fancy things that are all going to burn up. Every article of clothing will burn up on that day when uh, the Lord comes back to this earth. This earth is passing away. Nothing we do or anyone can do, no amount of government money, no amount of money, period, can and will save this earth. The form of the earth, roundness of it, uh, <clears throat> humanity resides on it, you know, oxygen to breathe by, the form of this earth is what is everlasting because God created that. But this earth itself, every building we see around us is gone, will be gone. It can't be preserved. It can't be saved. So are we teaching our next generation to preserve these things? Or are we teaching them about Jesus Christ and his way, that he is the only way to heaven? You know, you got other religions that are teaching people about their fake, dead, non-speaking, non-living gods that are just idols sitting on the shelf. That are, some of them may even be another human being that they worship them um, to make sure you ask them a prayer. You, t you go to them. They're not going to answer you back. When we come to God, when we come to Jesus Christ, we get right with Him. We are washed by His works, His shed blood. We come to His cross. Two choices. When we get back up, or rather when He stands us back up, He puts us on His side, on the narrow path, but He doesn't leave us alone. He walks with us. Now He'll do that by His Spirit, by His words, Alone, if we say, okay, we're saved now, I don't have to read the Bible. I don't have to study the Bible. I don't have to pray and talk to Him. Prayer and, and having your open Bible is how we communicate with Him. But it is, it's also, don't forget the fellowship with His saints. We are never, ever to fellowship with unbelievers at this point. We can, we gotta be careful with becoming friends of this world again, falling back in it. Abraham was called a friend of God. We can look at examples on that one. Obviously, we know Adam and Eve after the fall, after he stood there silently while his wife was talking to Satan, uh, or the devil. It was that one that um, they obviously no longer were telling their first two kids, um, Abram and Cain, about God. It says, God forgave us. We messed up with God. His money works. He created all these things for his will, for his purposes. 
you shared it with us so that we can have provision after after your mom and I sinned against him, chose our way over his way. He, he didn't destroy us. He made a way for repentance and to be right again with him. Now, obviously, they didn't choose that. So instead, they chose him. Okay, this is how you make a garment to cover your nakedness. This is how you make a house. This is how you make a bed. See, they taught him the works of the flesh. So that, from that moment on, Satan just ran with him and continued on. Then comes along Noah. He followed and obeyed God, knew him intimately and personally. Obviously, he knew his voice because God told him exactly how to make that boat, how to make that ark, and what he wanted in there, and who. He obviously was also preaching, well, gospel, so to speak. He must have been preaching God's word to the people to get others to believe in God and you know stop doing the wicked ways, the self-centered ways. But obviously, none of them received him. None of them wanted to hear They were just seeing this older man building a boat in the middle of a desert. And they were I'm sure they were mocking him. I'm sure they were mocking God. They were calling. But he didn't let that deter him. He continued doing the work that God told him to do and get everything ready. He couldn't stop. He knew what was getting ready to come. I'm sure. And we're all positive by reading the scripture because it says, Noah was a preacher of righteousness. So that means he was telling people about God. He was saying, look, you're going to drown <laughs> if you don't repent. And God told him, don't take two male of this particular animal or two females. Take one male, one female. You can't deny it. You can't change his word to uh, take it out of it. He created male and female. It's in the animal kingdom. That's how the next generation comes by, male and female. It doesn't come by uh, male, male, female, female, and then going to a government agency or government-approved agency and adopt a kid. Well, we'll just steal somebody else's kids. That's a lot of times what may be occurring is adoption. Now, I'm not speaking necessarily against adoption because if somebody has a child out of red light, somebody young's, at least they're choosing not to murder the child. Instead, they're saying, you know what? I can't raise this child on my own. Too young. I made the mistake of having sex out of marriage. You know, let's give to a couple out there. Should have been a couple to say, let them raise my child with them if somebody's if God raises up somebody to do that but if you're going God wants somebody to go in a household that's going to fear him and teach him his ways we need all throughout scripture we look at what we're supposed to be teaching the next generation it's about God's ways God's words period not the works of the flesh we're not supposed to be teaching our kids the works of the flesh the ways of the flesh God will do that God said this is how you live you get a job, this is, how you, this is how you work. You work unto me. You get married, this is how you treat your wife, this is how you treat your husband. You two get married, that's a covenant before God, period. When I, and as I just said yesterday up on Facebook, when that temptation, when that slut comes in, makes yourself pretty, puts on fancy perfume, and tries to tempt you away. Remember uh, the words of uh, 
remember Potiphar's wife, how she was a slut, she was a whore, she dressed herself up, she wanted somebody else but her husband, she wanted to have sex with somebody else. Joseph was a godly man, feared God before that one, he says, how can I do that? Your husband charged me with everything in the house but you. I'm not going to sin against God for that. He went to prison for it on a lie, on a false witness, on a false testimony. But he was stayed right with God. And God was with him and gave a family the next step. We got to make that determination every day. Got to make that determination if you're a woman, are you going to dress yourself and put yourself up to steal to steal? somebody else's husband men are you going to make the choice are you going to say you're going to remember that covenant before god of marriage to say "Mm -mm, i'm not going that way i love my wife i love my children i'm staying there okay that's an additional message here uh don't want to get too far off on that one another example that was noah but then you look at noah's kids after their dad's death obviously mine must have died maybe she died in the ark we don't know we didn't hear too much of her after the uh, flood and after they came back out of the ark and went to do the land uh but you look at the boys they for the most part really didn't follow dad's fear of god dad's teaching dad's you know righteousness and it was actually God's righteousness through him because you look at how each one of them uh, you know him just made the bad mistake he should have stopped right there you know when he walks in dad got drunk out there and he was naked out there he should have just hurry up ran back out the door ah, oh man oh man that's a gun in thrown up that's just should have been doing uh, instead he went out and told him, I said, well, did you at least cover him up? <laughs> he should have immediately ran out that door out there. It's just like, uh, and that's not something I don't want to see, actually. So obviously they didn't follow him. Abraham was considered a friend of God. Full testimony. Believed God. When he messed up, he repented, confessed. And then he, you know, he went back into obedience again. Until he messed up the next time. He obviously discipled his household because that was before kids. He discipled them in God's way because his main servant, his master's servant, knew enough to, you know, when he when Abraham sent him to go take, get a wife for, this was after Isaac was born and of age, old enough, of age, ready for a wife. To say, go over to my people that I just left. Don't bring my son back there. You go and get the wife. This is where you're going to go. If she don't want to come, that's fine. You've done, you have a day of work. He followed God. He grew up in a household that feared God, to knew to obey God, to listen for his voice and follow him. That's the discipleship we need to be doing. If we're not training our, the next generation to First of all, to, to be biblical discipleship, we have to be disciples of Jesus Christ. Have we given up everything? We've given up our possessions. As a matter of fact, we'd be even set in order the house. When we become a Jesus, if we were married before becoming believers, then our wife no longer becomes number one. Our husband never come, no longer is number one. Jesus, God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit become number one. 
then it's the husband, wife, children, our respective families, his mom and dad, and her mom and dad, they're still alive. Then it might, that's the order that becomes, that's the order we teach our kids. We don't want the kids necessarily stay in our house. We want them to follow God, but we don't want to push them. Hurry up. When they turn 18, up, oh, you're not going to college? Okay, go out and get a job. Go out of the house. Pay your own rent. Pay your house. That's works of the flesh. That's not Jesus' disciple. We want them to learn to hear God's voice, to learn of God, learn His ways, learn the money works. Look, at, This is what I did when I messed up before God. This is what I did before Jesus. Don't do it. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Get right with Him. Follow Him. Learn to hear His voice in prayer and Bible study. We need to be teaching. If we're not teaching the kids how to hear God's voice and obey God's voice, then we're doing works of the flesh. Our job is never to teach kids how to go and make money, get their own house, Pay the um, the current price, the overpriced, unjust gain. That is never God's intended purpose. That's just that cycle of religion, that cycle of death that continues people on. So kids need to be learning how to recognize as Samuel was taught by God, not by Eli. Eli wasn't teaching them how to know God and recognize the voice if he would have. When he first heard his voice, it took Eli three times before. God had to come to him five times before he recognized, okay, God, it's you. Sorry, God, I apologize. I didn't hear your voice. Yes, Lord. Speak, your servant is listening. Those need to be, that's discipleship. So let's go back and we look at our discipleship programs. We teaching how the people to be good little boys and girls, or good little men and women. Are we teaching them to seek for God's voice, seek after God, to know Him? Like He said, Matthew 6.33, seek me to know me. That means know His voice, recognize the voice that He is the shepherd. We don't want a minister or a preacher standing in a pulpit telling people, know me. I'm following God. Believe I'm following God. Are they? Are you verifying it with the word? We should be going into church every week with Bibles. We should be open the Bible. When we hear something that didn't sound right, open the Bible and it says, it could be we're in there, it could be they're in there. If they're in there, if God shows in his voice, wait a minute, that could just be a human mistake because we're all prone to it. So, word for thought. Look at our discipleship. God shown me that, reminded me that, and did I do it every time? No, I messed up a lot of times. Did I? What he gave me was his word to teach the kids his word, to know him, to follow his ways, and to learn obedience to God's word, not mine. Those six, those blessed five, six years, when God was teaching through me, those sixth graders, it was always about to know God, to know his word, and to reckon, get to the point, grow into the point, actually, to know his voice 
and learn to follow him where he wants them to go. It does about testimony. I didn't want him to follow me. I didn't want him to follow the pastor. Anything. Same thing with the blessed, awesome youth in the inner city. To see God. Now, they're going to start hearing his voice. And then the devil is going to come up with other voices. That will give them a picture, a rosy picture of the works of the flesh. The things that well, See what happens when you go to college, you get good grades. Until you get that big money, you can have all this stuff. You have power, control, everything. Oh, man, oh, baby, the devil's got his workers out there like a passion teaching that. He's drawing away so many young people today that are chasing money, chasing fame, chasing fortune. That's of Satan. If God wants to give you that kind of money, it's to help others, not for yourself. Word for thoughts. Thank you for listening. So, remember... To adults, leaders, you're teaching biblical discipleship or how to follow you. Thank you. Love you all.